Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Hello everybody and welcome to another real world road test on the Radio Show Limited network of channels. I'm John Hindhoff. Well, I'm out in the States again, and once again, I'm looking at an Audi. This is the third one that I've been paired up with in the last couple of months. And once again, this is a car that I've never experienced before. So I'm ticking off yet another Audi number that is new to me and therefore new to our series of road tests. Uh, This one is a relative newcomer as well to the Audi range. What's in front of me now in, appropriately enough, as uh, we are part of the IMSA series, Daytona Grey, is the 2019 Audi Q8 S-Line Quattro. Real World Road Tests on RadioLeMond.com Right, well, let's start by describing where this Q8 S-Line Quattro sits in the Audi range. Well, First of all, Q means it's one of their SUV ranges. That starts with the smaller ones, and this now sits at right at the pinnacle, right at the very top of the SUV range. Uh, Q8, that's what that bit stands for. Um, the S-Line and Quattro, well, you've been used to that down the years with Audi. Because this is an American model, they don't go with the uh, 40, 50, 55, and 60. This is uh, a 3-litre V6 with what Audi describe as mild hybrid. That's a 48-volt battery system which is charged on the go. You don't plug this one in. It's as an assistant to the internal combustion engine. Um, Relatively powerful engine, uh, just over 300, 335 horsepower, something like that, uh, to drive what is quite a big car. Now, How does this stand next to the Q7, I hear you ask? Well, it is distinctively different in a couple of major areas. The first one is in the styling. Although it uses a similar platform, it should be said to the Q7, also to the Bentley Bentayga, the Lamborghini Urus, which is actually here this weekend. And it's probably, interestingly enough, the Lamborghini Urus that this is most closely related to not necessarily in its performance but certainly in its styling that's because this q8 is quite high but it has what could be described as a coupe back or maybe a fast back it should be the correct terminology for it it eschews the square boxy look and Let's be honest, the new Q7 is particularly square and boxy and slab-sided. Oh, none of that for the Q8. The other big difference is if I go round to the back and pop the trunk, as they say in these parts, open the boot, as I feel much more confident in saying, in there, despite this raked rear end, which I thought would take a huge amount of the luggage compartment if I let the spring-loaded tonneau cover fly back there's lots of room I could get my case in there twice over lengthways and twice over height wise as well so bags of room uh, but no third set of seats so 
if you want to have a six or seven seater then the q7 is the one for you not the q8 the one thing i would say about this design it is very sleek at the back when the boot comes down i'll give you more about that but the boot floor itself is quite high noticeably high and this car doesn't have like i've seen in some of the q7s the button to make the back end of the car sit down so you can load it up let's put the boot back down and then we'll talk about the back end of this car first because in some ways that's what is the differentiator between it and the q7 its closest cousin steeply raked screen with a wraparound spoiler down to full width lights now we're seeing on most of the audis the a7 fastback that i tested recently uh, and the a8 have this continuous line across the back the audi rings are prominent in silver at the center it does have a rear wash wipe which remember the a7 doesn't uh, but even the roof line is coming down and bringing your eye down at the back the rear bumper sits uh, quite low in visual terms but actually as i said goes quite high up the car and the cutout then for the boot itself the boot opening itself is actually sitting probably a good third of the way up the height of the car so again it's very clever in its design and it does pull you down there's a little bit under the bumper this one's got the uh, attachment for a tow bar as well and there's a pretend diffuser underneath the back of there Coming round to the three quarters at the back, well, first of all, I've got to mention the 22-inch alloys on this car, multi-spoke design in black and silver. Now, I had to look not twice but three times to see what size they were because I couldn't believe how big they were and yet they still don't fill the arches of this car. It sits up quite high. Admittedly, I've got the air suspension on comfort mode, so it's not sitting down in the dynamic. But even so, they don't look too big. And I can't believe I'm seeing that of 22-inch rims. Also, with the open spoke design, it makes you realise uh, what's going on in the braking department. Uh, the rear brakes, which must be at least... That's got to be a 9 or a 10 inch diameter, maybe 11. They look tiny underneath those wheel rims. Uh, not helped by the fact that the size is picked out by the fact that the brake calipers are painted bright red on these particular cars, on the S-Line cars. The other thing about the rear three-quarter that I really love, and it, it's, uh, it is apparent from the outside, but even more apparent when you're looking in the rear view mirrors from the doors, the rear arch over the top of the rear wheels just has enough of a hint of a flare on it, but that UR Quattro flare, if you know what I mean. Like a, a Porsche 968 as well has them, and I'm obviously very well acquainted with looking at my rear view mirrors and looking at one of those behind me. I think that's a lovely touch and a nod to the past. There's a, a double crease on the waistline, which is very high on this car, and the rear windows just re echo the roofline. In fact, actually come down even a little bit more of an angle and curve down. This car has the stance of something that's leaning forward, ready to pounce. I really like the black roof rails on this uh, and the body-coloured door handles. The doors themselves open super wide. I'm going to nip around the other side here because I've got uh, stuff in behind the seat. 
the doors open super wide and all the way down to the sill they wrap over the top of the sill now i like that as a design feature for a couple of reasons one it gives the side of the car a really integral look secondly it means that it keeps the door sills clean and when you're climbing in and out of what is quite a high car it's easy to just catch the calves of your trousers on there and you don't want to get muddy marks climbing in behind the driver's seat let's do that well what can you say about the interior of an audi that we haven't already said and this is very audi this is a black ash and black leather it's a very comfortable place to be indeed the rear seats just slightly higher up in that sort of theater style what is really noticeable is, unusually nowadays, how high that waistline is. What Audi have done, though, in the interior, cleverly, is they've angled a lot of the surfaces beside the windows, like the, the door cappings. There is a third window just behind my head here in the back, and that does lighten things up a little bit. But also, what's lovely to me, on an SUV, and with doors this size and window this size, they're pillarless doors. There's no frames on that at all. So just like the A7 Fastback Coupe, if you will, they're developing that design language for the cars. You've got a centre console that folds down, you've got your own heating controls, you've got the air in the B pillar as well, and surprisingly given how low that roof line looks i've got oh four five all of my hand so five four fingers and a thumb there so what's that a good couple of inches and i'm quite long in the body as well so that's a pretty good place to be sitting in the back now i'll get in the front in a moment but i want to get round to the front of the car because uh, this car is dramatic is as dramatic at the front as it is at the rear the new audi styling of the hexagonal grill well we've talked about that before but the qa takes it to another level particularly with the gloss black black surround and the black bars on the grill the audi badge those four rings seem to be getting bigger and bigger and flanking it either side two black sensors just poking out a little bit which for all the world look like covert police lights the quattro the sign is off to the right hand side no front license plate number plate on this car which i think actually makes it look even more imposing and impressive but what the audi designers have done here and this is why i made the comparison with the lamborghini euros uh, a moment or two ago that car a performance suv uh, has a snout the whole of the front end is drawn down almost to a point now it's not quite as pronounced here on the audi q8 but it's definitely there the curve of the bonnet yes there is a little bit of a style line to give the uh, crash pedestrian uh, crash protection for pedestrians here and both of the windscreen wipers nestle underneath the rear edge of the bonnet that's standard practice now nowadays but the way it curves down and the headlights are just a little bit lower down beautifully integrated into the wings into the fenders there's a hint again of the ur quattro top line on the flare and that double crease that runs all the way from that back quarter where i started right down underneath the windows maybe what an inch or so beneath the windows as it goes past the front doors and that just changes slightly as it goes to the back and then it tapers off that 
again accentuates the stance of the car which, which looks to be leaning forward I'll be honest with you I haven't found a bad angle to look at or fo- photograph this car from the Audi Sport alloys and those much bigger brakes on the front they do fill the alloys underneath that, that sets it off and this colour is perfect for the car as well I know a lot of the launch cars were in a kind of metallic copper colour uh, which was eye catching but I'll be honest, I don't think it showed the lines of the car off nearly as well as this colour. It's subtle, and the subtlety of the design really fits well with it. Daytona grey, if you don't know, is a, a dark grey with uh, green and blue and silver speckles in it. It really comes to light when it's uh, in the sunshine. But for me, standing directly in front of the Audi Q8 is where you see the whole personality of the car. It almost looks like it's narrowing its eyes and slightly snarling at you, as much as to say, yeah, come on, if you think you can. Really impressive, and one of the most imposing Audis I've seen for a long time. Let's finish off by sitting in the driver's seat, and uh, it's, it's quite a swing of the leg to get up here, so you do feel as though you're sitting up quite high, now, this has got everything that all the top-level new Audis has. This one doesn't have the double-glazed acoustic glass that I've seen in some of the A8s and A7s that we've tested recently, but it does have the same double-height uh, touchscreen. Uh, I've had to bring my own. In fact, it was Shea Adam who supplied me with the microfiber cloth to keep my OCD at bay because this one didn't have the Audi part numbered uh, optional extra of the little polishing cloth uh, I, I really like the uh, the black ash as well the surrounds to the door pulls etc but i mean it's absolutely audi i'm not sure anybody does interiors any better than audi at the moment turn it up That's the Audi welcome sound that I tried to make work in the A7 and didn't get it quite to do. Uh, it's you, you don't have to have that. You can turn it off. So the interior is super Audi and super comfortable. It really is the gold standard, I think, for everybody. This car is a medium specification. It handles really well for a car of this size. It rides the bumps up here in Wisconsin really well for a car with 22-inch Low sidewall tyres, very, very low profile tyres on this car. And uh, if I just quickly fire through, uh, I can tell you that in the time I've had this car, I've done nearly 400 miles at well over 34 miles to the gallon. And the best that I've seen was nearly 37 miles to the gallon, which for a big, high bluff despite the styling SUV I think is is outstanding for a three litre engine with as much power and torque on demand as this one has the operation of the mile hybrid by the way forget about it you don't need to know there is a little part of your fuel consumption that shows you if you're putting uh, energy back into the 48 volt system but it, it operates automatically and when you put your foot down uh, particularly if you're in the sports setting Everything goes through the wheel. It's all-wheel drive, of course. It's the Quattro system, which is a wonderful thing to have under your wheels. But I tell you, whilst this is a lovely place to sit on the inside, I really want to be on the outside of this car before I sign off because 
that is where the car for me really impresses now as you know I've got a soft spot for small sports cars and big boxy saloons SUVs have never really been my thing but this one my goodness me I could have my head turned here it's just the whole presence of the car the proportions are superb now here in the states it's by no means the biggest thing in the car park not when you're next to big pickup trucks from all the major manufacturers however you sit up very high when you're on the road and if you park it next to uh, say uh, a minivan it's as big if not bigger than the minivan that's sitting next to me you don't really realize that though until you get up close to it or you see it directly in comparison with another vehicle and that's because audi have done their design brilliantly well I think the size of the back door, it's massive, it's huge, and the front door's even a bit longer as well, but it just works so well in profile, in three-quarter from the front and rear, and yeah, of course, I'm going to finish by standing back in front of the four rings, right in front of it. I swear, it's trying to stare me out, and it's going to win. The Audi Q8, this is the S-Line Quattro version with the three point at uh, the three litre uh, petrol engine with the 48 volt hybrid Porsche's Cayenne Coupe has a lot to live up to if it's uh, going to compete with this car and that of course is exactly where the competition is the Urus well that's in a different category altogether but there are plenty of fastback versions coupe versions of suvs from other manufacturers and other than the porsche i've got to tell you i don't think any of them shine or can hold a light to the design of this car and as it's all audi underpinnings underneath you know that that is going to be super reliable as well as technologically efficient it's worth a look if you're in the market it's uh, not going to carry seven people but the four people that you do get inside are going to go in style. Audi Q8 S-Line Quattro, a new model from Audi that's worth a look. Another real-world road test. Check out more at RadioLeMond.com. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.